and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Welcome back, and here we are, another episode for the Witchy Lifestyle Series. All right, so screw being ladylike, I'd rather be a bad witch. I'd rather be a bad witch. (laughs) I'm telling you, one day I'm going to get a studio with sound effects and all that, because it it just needs to happen. It's going to be red, purple, and blue, and it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Put the videos on YouTube. It's going to be great. Just give me some time. Uh, so this is something I, I want to say struggle with, but there was definitely a catch 22. So yeah, and I just don't like the word struggle, but that's, that's what it was for me because I was raised to be ladylike, which is fine. Right have manners, be respectable, etc. The fine line comes when the part of being respectable, being ladylike, being humble is when you had to water yourself down to make other people feel okay with their mediocrity. Even if they weren't mediocre still, the fact that it's also equated to being quiet, you know, looking a certain way is not just about carrying yourself per the occasion, right? For example, it's my podcast. I cuss as I see fit. And then my amazing project manager, part of team Tia puts the E <laughs> you know, checks off the box, you know, so that way the E pops up on the episode. Now, would I talk like that in front of mixed company where there are children? No. I remember one time I even, it was something as simple. I was saying like, damn, or I think I accidentally said like hell or something like that. And I was like, oh, I don't mean to cuss in front of your kids. And every time that happened, it goes, ah, I cuss in front of them. But I don't know that initially, you know? I'm conscious of that. Here's what it, where lady life becomes detrimental to the woman. And this is the definition. This is not me making it up. This is the definition. Appropriate for a typical, oh, excuse me. Uh, hold on a minute. There's something on my screen here. All right. Appropriate for or typical of a well-bred, decorous woman or girl, in quotations, here's a sentence. It wasn't ladylike to be too interested in men. I'll be damned. You hear this? A well-bred chorus woman. It wasn't 
ladylike to be too interested in men. And when I saw that definition, you know, was the first thing that popped in my mind? Women who have an issue with WAP. Yeah, I'm going to take this turn here on this episode because I know we're going to we're going to touch on it other taboo subjects like we have in the past. And the reason why it made me think of that because between people who try to have a conversation with me, meaning they were really trying to impose their views. And I'll get to that in a moment. Between that and people who just outright. And you know what, it, with, even with people, so for like the 1% men <laughs> who listen to this podcast, just one moment, just like scoot your chair over just a little bit. So femmes, ladies, especially those who know women who take issue with that, that's it. That's an achievement unlocked. And I just found it so crazy that some women were so appalled and then had the nerve to bring their kids in the mix. Like, my kids don't need this. It's not for my kids. You're right. It's not for your kids. It's not. It's for consenting adults. And the thing is, will kids see things they have no business seeing? Unfortunately, yes, that happens. So will your kid probably go to his friend's house and look at the video? Probably. The best you can do is instill values to respect women, et cetera. Not to be afraid, intimidated by their sexuality and their ownership of their sexuality. Okay. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. All I'm saying is we have some bad witches, bad bitches, and you know, bitches actually a sacred term that got demonized over the years. This is what I mean when I talked about in the first episode how well the job was done to get women to live outside their body, get people to live outside their body and seek approval from other people. Because if someone wants to celebrate something, why should that bother you? Unless it's something you want to achieve and you don't have, or you're just intimidated, whatever the case may be, right? So, okay, the 1% man, you come back. I, I just want to have a conversation with the films and, and the women. Just, okay. <laughs> so I just, I never understood that, but here's again, that fine line, because also we have people who aren't men who think this way and in return become, or people who aren't men who also think that way and also become part of that oppressive machine. And you're going to hear the word oppressive throughout this series because this witchy lifestyle, a lot of it has to do with that oppression aspect because the more you read about the history of events that happen, a lot of times spiritually center women, healers, you know, readers, witches, all, all that jazz had to constantly find mundane items 
to use as magical items. Now, yes, of course, it also has to do with the error, right? Certain things weren't invented, but even so, think about the broom, the playing cards, the cauldron, you know, so many things had to have uh, double duty, multitask, right? So it's, it's because of the fear, right? And now there are people who pushed the agenda of, and I talked about this with the Glamour Witch and the Hexes episodes, so go check that out. You know, people talk about Black magic, white magic. There is no such thing. It's just magic. Like, just like money, it's energy. And it only amplifies who that person truly is. If you are a good nature person, heart-centered person, you don't feed into the side of you that that can be negative guess what when you have money you're going to do more good things when you learn magic you're going to do more good things which includes protection magic <laughs> all right now you're someone who just who is a nasty person when you when you get money what are you going to do you're going to care even less right you're going to have now the means to be nastier because you're going to pay people off and so forth okay with magic, you're going to use that to be a gatekeeper. You know, don't do that. Don't do this. You can't do that. What? You're going to use that to try and act like you're better than someone else. When no, you're not. Okay. So the bad witch, she is someone who is 100% control of her own agency, right? She has that sovereignty to her. She's not worried about if people are going to think, if she's if she's too interested in men and she's not lady ladylike, maybe you're just really in tuned with the goddess Aphrodite, maybe experiencing love and various forms of love as part of your life's purpose, right? Maybe becoming a love coach. I don't know. But I just remember thinking how some girls would get shame for having interests in boys, wanting to date, right? Oh, she's being too fast. Why not educate her? You know, that's something I never understood growing up. I would see on TV some parents who would fight about, uh, uh, fight the school board about sex education. Like, I don't want my kid to know that because then they're going to start having sex. No, they're going to have sex. They won't know that it's called sex because they didn't get educated because that is as normal as blinking and breathing. That is as natural as blinking and breathing so if, you know, little Samantha, Samantha is my, one of my favorite names. So I'm always going <laughs> to, so if Samantha has a crush on Joey and she just like, oh, I just want to kiss Joey. He just has like the juiciest, like his lips are just perfect, right? That's a natural thing. You see something about someone and you like it. Oh my God, his eyes are so dreamy. Uh, I get lost in them, right? You want to hug him, <clears throat> excuse me. You want to hug him, you want to give him a kiss, one thing leads to another, and now you got people looking at you sideways because you're a teenager and pregnant. It's like, well, wait a minute. And I've, I've met young uh, ladies like this who are young. They didn't get sex education. They, they didn't know. That's crazy to think about, but it's true, and it does happen. So... You're not going to stop the hormones. You're not going to stop the interest. What you're going to do is suppress it. 
that's what people try to do. So the fact that the the example sentence is, it wasn't ladylike to be too interested in men. That could be up for interpretation. Are you saying she's just being desperate? I mean, because it, it just really sounds like based on the, the previous, based on the definition is just like, oh, <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Actually, the you could be smart, but not too smart. You could be sexy, but not too sexy. I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were the one to measure my sexiness. I thought I did that. I thought I, okay. So anyway, let's go down the list I have here. Being a bad witch, and I said bad bitch witch earlier. So just a quick thing about that in case this is like your first episode with me, whatever the case may be. Bitch is actually a sacred term and it has uh, ties to goddess Artemis. I'm thinking, yeah, with the, the bow and arrow. So she always makes her mark. And she is known as the huntress. Okay, so she's the huntress. She always makes her mark. And uh, the her followers were known as, you know, the female dogs, the bitches, the wolves were run uh, for the hunt, dogs run the hunt, et cetera. So it was that connection. And they were called, like I said, sacred bitches. Artemis was the great bitch. And then here comes, <laughs> here comes some religion who says, oh, you know what? I don't like that. Nah. And then bitch became, and that's like the really short version of it. Okay. And then bitch became demonized. It became son of a, you know, it became, oh, you over the years. So it's unfortunate, but I just like spreading the word and remind people. So if your girlfriend says, Hey bitch, (laughs) she may not realize it completely, but it's a sacred term. All right. So let, let's talk about this because they're talking about a well-bred woman. That's crazy. So many ways this could be interpreted. So I talked about the women and the WAP issues because I just, I'm not going to bash men. This isn't about bashing men, anything like that. This is just saying that people are going to want to tell you what's ladylike. And that's, that's coming with some terms and conditions, okay? It's not about, if you're at a wedding, you should be acting this way. If you're in mixed company, you should be acting that way. It's no, really, you should be listening to the, the toxic patriarchy. Um, okay. I talked about the cookie cutter witchcraft, the, the love and light, no shadow work. You know, the bad witches, they're the ones who do the shadow work. They're the ones tapped in. They understand it. And sometimes you have people who just want to focus on love and light. And the thing is, once again, the world itself, life itself is not all rainbows, unicorns, cotton candy, and funnel cakes. It's not. Okay. I I would love it to flow mimosas all day long. Okay. And just have a blast. But that's just not the way it works here. So why try to make spirituality? that one way it it does not work and spirituality is a journey where you go through so many phases of self-discovery and you know working on 
removing attachments from negativity, just all the things that come along with that, truly remembering who you are so you can live in your truth. It doesn't make sense to focus on just love and light and I'm seeing you blessings. And yes, that is one layer to it. But as I explained before, if someone's in, in your face, sometimes you have to defend yourself. You can't say, I send you love and light. It's going to be okay. You, you can't sit there and explain to them their trauma, you know, issues like, oh, I get it. You have a trauma response or I get it. You, you are doing this because of, right? No, they're going to want to punch you in the face or yell at you. Or, you know, I, I don't know, like sometimes you had to stand up for yourself. You might need to learn self-defense. And that's the thing. Sometimes, and, and I, when I say bad, which I mean like, you know, like bad, which, you know, like that get a bad rep for wanting to defend themselves for wanting to speak up and speak out. And that's unfortunate, but I'm here to tell you if that's what you're feeling, then that's what you are built to do. You don't get a vision that you can't make happen. You don't get a feeling that you can't make a reality and nurture to grow, right? Because there's something in us that's already there. We just got to tap into that. It's just like the person who's talented, they got to keep practicing, keep honing in on your skill because talent will only get you so far, but it's that practice, 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 being self-aware. That's what's going to get you uh, to, <laughs> and through endless possibilities. All right. But that, that love and light, it, it does not stop there. Okay. It just doesn't. I can't stress that enough. If someone's telling you, oh, I don't want to focus on negativity, just love and light. Okay, here's the thing. There's the negativity of Bob who complains about everything all the time. There's always an issue. It's never him. There's always something going on, right? There's that negative. And then there's that negative that people say, again, the spiritual bypassing episode, one to listen to. There are people that say, oh, that's negative, negative energy when it's like, no, there's an injustice going on here. That's not negative energy. There is sexual harassment going on here. That's not negative energy. This is a real thing that needs to be addressed. This is not Bob complaining about something that holds no weight. It's just like, Bob, chill. You're, you're doing too much. You're being entitled relax. Okay. There's a difference. Some people will try to pull that stunt. Oh, that's just such low energy. Are you serious? You, you also live in this world. Like (laughs) how not how to further explain it. Okay. Next, you are really mischievous and you try to fit in with society. This is me. I explained this before. I, I tried that path. Uh, just because the way I was raised, my mom wanted me to go to ballerina school. I wanted to go to karate <laughs> classes, you know? Um, and, and I get it. You know, it was, it was one of the things that she always wanted a daughter to be the ballerina. I always wanted to learn kicks and punches and all that other stuff. Uh, I admired ballerinas because that's crazy strength that you need to have. But I was someone who really deep down inside was rough around the edges. And I wanted to learn how to fight (laughs) like that. Uh, 
but also it was the, the power that came with it because it was, it was like a silent power, you know, and I, and I think that that's one of the things that I like, and I think I know is one of the things I like about people is when they are in control of their emotions, their powers, they don't have to flex, you know, it's their aura speaks for them. And I, like, I don't know, it, when I was younger, it was something about karate. I just felt like this helped train you in a way where you're just really aware and focused and, you know, you don't have to fight, but you know, you can, and that's the last resort or something about that. Anyway, um, think about who you are really, and think about you as a child. Now you might think Tia, I was a badass kid and I'm better now. Yeah, but also think about that for a moment. Some of the, the quote-unquote bad kids I knew growing up, they were kids that were adults before they were children. Like, they didn't really get a chance to have a childhood. So in some ways, they act out. But really, when you think about it, they became advanced quickly. And not the best of ways, but I just look at it at a deeper level. So... Really think about that. How were you as a child and what did that really mean? Like, where did that stem from? Because our, our minds are so great. We have mechanisms that we just activate to get us through stuff. So really think about that. What was your superpower as a kid? What did you think about and imagine? Because that's going to lead you to understanding more of who you are as the bad witch, you know, as that black sheep, the bad guy, whatever the case may be. But also, like I said, the Lilla, you know, the woman who's in charge of herself, who's owning this, who, who protects her peace, who is staying hydrated, you know, who's loving herself, who's supportive of her friends. And, and she receives that same love and support and loyalty, you know? All right, here we go. <laughs> sort of like what I was just saying. So not only... Are you going to be the villain in someone's story? But do you root for the villain? And here's what I mean by that, too. As a kid, Maleficent was always my favorite Disney character. I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. I remember having the Little Mermaid sleeping bag. And I think because my favorite color was red, even though I had a lot of pink stuff because, you know, that's what girls are supposed to have. Uh, But I, I remember thinking, like, Ariel was cool with the red hair. But Maleficent was always my favorite. And for some reason, I just thought, nah, she got to be misunderstood. She's so powerful. I don't know. It was just as a kid, I always thought that she wasn't really bad. It was just something about it. I don't know. But nevertheless, I was always drawn to Maleficent. And then here we are, like what, (laughs) 20 some odd years later, and I'm discovering the actual history of Maleficent and yeah sometimes people who are portrayed as villains are actually good people good people whose generosity kindness love support not only was taken for granted but just got snatched 
up and stomped on, chewed up, tossed in the trash. Just not appreciative at all of any, any of those gifts that cannot be replaced. And then that's when the good person goes bad, right? It's a combination of things. Sometimes it's a smear campaign done. Sometimes you get tired of not being appreciated. So you flip the script, no going back. Okay. So think about the villains who you root for. And how does that saying go? You're either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I know that's from the dark night, but is that also from somewhere else? I don't know. It, it was just, to me, I felt like that was pretty profound because in some ways, yeah, I can see that because heroes get put on a pedestal, but also it's like, if that person does one thing that's wrong, oh my God, here comes society with their stones, big and small. Right. And then it's like, man, what happened to, to the hero? Like, since when has the hero been a perfect person? Never. The hero is never perfect. That's the point. <laughs> okay. And then because you just, and, and for some people, it doesn't matter how good you are to them from the kindness of your heart, one thing and they're done with you. It's like, oh my God. Ugh. Right. So now, now you're like, I'm going to be the bad guy. You know what? I'm going to be the bad guy now. You didn't appreciate me. You clearly showed that you're not appreciative. Guess what? I'm the bad guy. Congratulations. Nice to meet you now because the old me, yeah, you're, you're not, or excuse me, not the old me, it's current me, but you're, you're not getting that version of me ever again. You're getting the bad guy now. Okay. So think about that. Think about the the villain that you root for and start looking at their origin story. I just start Googling their name. That's what I did with Maleficent. When I saw the first one, I was just like, hmm. Actually, no, I take that bad before I saw the first one, the the first movie. I was reading about her. I'm like, "Uh wow, talk about being labeled the bad guy or bad woman in this case. So I like the Disney's version of it um, to some extent. And yeah, moving right along. Oh, I know what I want to say. Think about the villain you root for. And in addition to looking up their origin story, think about how that applies to you. So there have been times in my life, my intuition was on point and people didn't want to hear it, and people was telling me all this stuff, and I'm like, damn, like, (laughs) it's supposed to be my friend, and I was right, and, you know, some people apologize, some people, you know, pretend they didn't didn't say anything, but it it is, you know, you do some ways get labeled the bad guy, or, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Number five, you're just different, you know, you just dress different, you're just interested in different things and it doesn't all have to be witchy you're just naturally naturally different that's it you just have this thing and that that's your thing I remember one of the things that made me different growing up was that none of the girls on my block cared about video games at all I mean I got them to play like once or twice but it just wasn't their thing uh not not really it wasn't their thing uh but I was someone who was into video games i mean like 
<laughs> really into it. And it, that just made me different. That's all. And so when, when two boys had moved on the block, I played games with them. And not everyone remembers this game, but Shaquille O'Neal had a video game. It's called Shaq Fu. And I love that game. I was, of course, I was, uh, um, what was she? She was like a sorceress and she turned into a leopard. It was, it was a leopard or a panther. I forget. But she was like this priestess. And even then I think about as a kid, I'm, look, look at what I'm drawn to. All these characters, right? And I'm drawn to the priestess woman who changes into a panther, right? I think it was a leopard though. Um, so yes, I, I would play Shaq Fu with them all the time. You know, it was just one of those things that just, again, it just made me different than the other girls. Not saying it made me better or anything like that. No, I'm just saying, just notice, notice the things that make you different. And I'm, I'm referencing childhood because this is where we see a lot of things happen that uh, unfortunately from our childhood to uh, when we become teenagers and teenagers to adults, we, we, we get disconnected from our creativity and other things. And we have to go on this process of, of again, remembering who we are, et cetera. But many of us leave ourselves clues. Like I explained with the swirly circles I was drawing all the time or what I was interested in, just things I just naturally picked out and so forth. You, you notice these things as a kid. So think back, think back, because that's what's going to give you some hints as to your purpose, what you're supposed to do, how you can help and so forth and help you to also own that bad witch. All right, attitude. Uh, yeah, so, and I talked about this. The lady, like, I think of being docile, watered down. And bad, which as also being desirable. You ever notice that, again, when you try to play society's game, you don't win. So don't play society's game. Play your game and make society be your bitch. <laughs> play your game. All right. So have you noticed that the, the women who dare to be Whatever that case may be, right? I'm not. I'm not just going to say, oh, if, if a woman's curvy, because you know she could be curvy, she could be thin, whatever. If she just got it, she got it. You know, the confidence, the all that. If you got it, you got it. So a woman, when she just she owns who she is, she knows what she wants. She got the walk down pat. Or whenever she entered a room, it's something about her. People stop. You know, like the song by the 80s, all women's group climax, the men all paused. You know, like everyone's like, damn, oh my gosh, she entered the building. You ever notice how those women tend to be desirable, but then the, some men are still intimidated or still try to put them down? Like, oh, well, you know, she's, you know, she got fake this. Why, why do you care? So what? So what? And, oh, well, you know, she wouldn't give me a chance because no 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 no. what we're not going to do is try to demean her and knock her for having standards and boundaries because here's the thing if you come correct you you'll get a better answer meaning if she's not interested she'll tell you not interested or maybe you come correct. And she's like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll try a different approach to Danny. Maybe I'll date a guy like this. That's fine. But time and time again, between experiences and what people have told me, 
it's people who don't keep themselves up to par, who get mad about people who do keep themselves up to par, meaning at least look clean when you approach someone, right? You can't get mad about that if your pants are sagging. Like, I, I understand that's that's been a long time trend for a lot of people, but you got to be a certain type of person even with that to pull that off, right? I'm not saying it makes it right, but I'm not going to act like there aren't exceptions to this rule, right? Like if, if a rapper came out and especially he's a cute one, right? You're just like, <laughs> some of you would do that, right? But if it was regular Joe Schmo, then maybe not. So I'm not going to act like that doesn't exist. But what I'm saying is many times there tends to be people who don't keep themselves up to par and they want to be around people who do keep themselves up to par, but they want to knock those people down at, instead of rising to the occasion. And so the bad witches are those desirable ones, but it's weird at times because people, some people want them, but then they don't really want them. They want them to do all these things and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, now I'm going to get the ladylike one because she's docile. She does what she told and I don't have to step my game up. I don't have to do much. That's, <laughs> that's the fine line. When people have to step up, rise to the occasion and they don't want to do that, you become the problem. They, they can't be the problem. No, you're the problem. And that's why as a bad witch, you got to own every single part of you because if you don't you know there are energy vampires out there there are haters out there there are so many different types of people out there that don't want you to succeed or want you to succeed but not surpass them whatever the case may be some people there oh my god there have been stories told to me about people who literally have dated them to put them in their place because they felt like they were too confident, too cocky. I'm like, what? It's, it sounds like some crazy story for uh, like a psychopathic movie that, you know, somebody just made up because they were just hungover or something. I'm like, there are really people out here who go to those lengths just to knock a person down. So this is why I tell people, you have to be critical of the people you hang around. I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care who catches an attitude. I don't care what people call you. Because if you are around people, especially you in your bad, bad witch, bad bitch, witch, rich, bad bitch, witch, <laughs> okay, all that goodness, abundant. Which, okay, you, you got all this great stuff flowing, coming your way. You put in the work, it's coming, it's here. And you got one person with a hidden agenda. How's she getting all that? Why is she getting that attention? I mean, she all right, right? But meanwhile, you've been letting stuff slide and things like that. And small things become big things. This is why I tell people, st 
pay attention to the small things. Don't let it become big things, right? You let some things slide. Maybe it's a backhanded compliment here and there. Things like that. Girl, you're crazy, whatever. Those same people are really plotting. They are. And you don't know the limps. Jealousy will take someone. So you need to be critical of who you let in your inner circle. And I mean that from the depths of my heart, my soul. It is crucial. It is one of the most crucial things you can ever evaluate in your life. The circle you hang around. You have to make sure that everyone wants you to win, no matter what. Like they want you to succeed. They don't care if you're surpassed them because it's not about that. Because if you're you're in, they're in. If they're in, you're in. There's room for everyone to win. But you just gotta put in the work. Everyone has to play their role. I may be the CEO here, but for someone else, I'm I'm the COO. You know what I mean? Or I'm I'm just their, you know, spiritual advisor, you know, that they need an outlet. I'm here. Boom. We're in session. Right? I'm a leader here. I'm a follower there for someone I trust, respect. Right? So you you gotta be super crucial with that. So you know, when people talk about, oh, that's not lady, like, oh, you got a tattoo, that's not lady, like, oh, you got your hair that color, that's not lady, like, that's not professional. Ask yourself, what are they truly saying? Because getting a tattoo, getting your hair dyed purple, that doesn't make you less intelligent, less equipped to do your job. No more than your skin complexion. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's not how that works at all. That's, that's not, no, no more than having piercings. That's not how that works, people. It's not, it's not how that works. So ask yourself, what, what's the end game here? What, what, what are they trying to do? I, I even remember when I was looking for a dress uh, for my mom's wedding. And it was a nice dress. Um, it had like a little lace up top and it was cute. It was a Ralph Lauren dress, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> it was nice. And uh, I had a hard time finding this dress at first because it's just, it's just a little hard sometimes. I, I, I'm always going for a certain look. And I found that dress. I'm like, yes, this is it. And so this older woman was overhearing my mom and I talk about the dress and her wedding. And so she, she, was, she thought she was being thoughtful. So she comes over to my mom's. So I'm in a dressing room. I don't realize what she did. I'm trying on this dress. And... The, the lady comes over and I'm coming out and she hands my mom the same dress, but with sleeves. And she's telling my mom like, Oh, you know, like this may be a little bit more like, because I had at the time I only had, uh, I think four tattoos on my arm. They're symbols of the elements. 
and I have more now, but <laughs> at the time I had just started with that. And first I was just like, why would she give me the sleeve one? Like, it's, you're getting married in May. She goes, oh, you know, she's old school and she was trying to find something to help you cover your tattoos. And, you know, I can't respect that. You know, old school, totally got you. I understand, understand, no problem. But the, the thought process behind that is older than old school. And it's unfortunate that things like tattoos have been deemed unprofessional. And I'm not even going to go down a rabbit hole about all the reasons why, because that's, that's a whole nother episode. But again, another smear campaign done. And so we just had to really ask ourselves the source of this, this information or the question. And then think about, do I even care what this person thinks? I had people come up to me and it's usually guys too. It's just like, mind your damn business. Oh, you know what that means? Do you know? <laughs> Only one time I didn't take offense uh, because the guy, he was actually a military guy and he knew the actual language and he pronounced it and then things like that. So it was, we were having a conversation. It was cool. And I knew him, so it was all good. But like these strangers, just, I mean, and it's, <laughs> it's just like, we could be having a conversation about tattoos. You could have been like, nice tattoo what would make you get that i'm thinking about getting a tattoo or a lot of times i get too is you know i always want a tattoo so i say get one. Oh no you know i just only want like a small one like a strawberry okay get it you're like 47 who's who's gonna check you boo you know like you're a grown woman you want to get the strawberry on your ankle go get that strawberry on your ankle you know and i understand you might be in a situation where your job is just like, no, you need to cover it up. Okay. Put the strawberry a little higher up and wear pants. <laughs> but you get what I'm, what I'm saying. I understand there are some times where it's like, no, you do really have to cover it up. I'm not going to act like that doesn't exist. What I'm saying is, you know, just take note of who's telling you this stuff. And if think about it, if you even care what they think, like, I care about this guy asking me if I know what my tattoos mean and when you get older. And are you going to pay for the removal, sir? No? Okay. I actually told someone that one time. I said, I'll let you know. We'll meet up in this place 10 years from now. And if I don't like it, you can pay for the removal. Uh, dressing and speaking like, a, like a, a bad witch. So in my first book, in part three, I actually... Get a book over here now. I have uh, so part three, chapter four is called Adoring the Everyday Goddess. And then a chapter after that is Dressing and Speaking Like a Goddess. And I wanted to talk a little bit about adoring the everyday goddess and just, just replace goddess with which or yourself, adoring yourself every day, loving yourself every day. This is what's going to be the foundation of your comebacks, of your boundaries love yourself as often as possible do some mirror magic uh work look deeply into your eyes tell yourself that you love yourself hug yourself um and you know if there's some part of of your body that you want to change that's fine you know too 
it, it's just like when <laughs> it's just like when some parents complain about their kids because their kids got on their nerves. It doesn't mean that they don't love their children. It's just that that day their children got on their last nerves. I think like that about bodies. Some people love their bodies, but it's some things that they don't like and they want to change it. God bless them. Goddess bless them. Continue on. Have fun. Do do whatever you want to do. So just focus on loving yourself and make sure that you are doing the things that you want to do for you, for your highest good, for experiences, for learning, and all that jazz. So I just wanted to just, again, just take a note to make sure that you are treating yourself good, you're showing yourself love, okay? Even if you just have to have a conversation with yourself and play it close to your chest because you don't have anyone to talk to, I understand some people have zero support system. So let this podcast be your support system, all right? Even if you have no one to talk to, mentally talk to yourself, talk to your higher self, talk to spirit, talk to goddesses, and, and you know, just say, yeah, you know, I love myself so much. And was there something that you want to change? Like, and I would love to change this and look like that, you know, but make it a celebration. Don't make it like, you know, but then people are going to know. So what? Forget them. You were brave enough to go do what you wanted to get done and they're still thinking about it. So look at it that way. All right. So do what you need to do. Meditate, drink more water, you know, exercise, whatever you need to do to love yourself more. All right. Now, chapter five, I have dressing and speaking like a goddess. And this is really to focus on your mindset because there are going to be times where you might think, am I being too much until you get to that point where you, where you are truly like F it, you know, like, listen, (laughs) this is me. I worked, I worked very hard to get to this point and I'm not turning back. So if you're, if you're on that in-between stage, or excuse me, if you're in that in-between stage, if you are like just embarking on that, here are some things to think about because this is going to get your thoughts aligned. And also what we wear is is an an extension of our expression. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I've been on this journey of throwing out old clothes and bringing in more of that cosmic, which goddess vibe. And I've been having a blast with that. So if you're not connected with me on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Cosmic underscore, which underscore goddess. It's been quite the journey. People have been enjoying it. And so go ahead and check it out. All right. Oh, and this is funny. I forgot I quoted her. So speaking of my Instagram, I had posted a picture of, this is a little while ago now, but at the time of the recording is literally the next day, uh, a picture of the iconic Sophia Loren. And I have here a quote from her, a woman's dress should be like a barbed wire fence serving its purpose without obstructing the view. And that's what I want to say here as you are on this process of being your ultimate bad witch form, which comes with richness, abundance, and so forth. Make sure that you are taking care of your physical self. And a way to do that, besides, like I said, for drinking water, making sure you're eating more good foods, like go ahead, eat the pizza every once in a while, but make sure you're eating more good than bad. <laughs> 
But, you know, what you wear is really going to set the tone. I know when I wear clothes in my favorite colors that flow, I just feel so magical and power. It's like a bonus. And then especially when I wear my purple hair, I'm just like, uh, a celestial goddess is crossing the street to go get her Starbucks. <laughs> right? Start being conscious about what you're wearing, the underwear colors that you're wearing. Go get the cute. Okay, so get the cute underwear, but don't wear the cute underwear to the airport that has little charms on it. I got stopped one time because first I thought it was the metal in my foot because that does set off some scanners. But the one, uh, I guess it was a TSA agent, uh, she scanned me and it went, oop, oop like right where the little charm was. I had Victoria's Secret <laughs> panties on. It had some some charm and it kept setting it off. And then so she, she had to like pat me down. So she goes, when I get to your chest, I'm going to put my hand this way. She was the most pleasant person. So I'm standing in this butterfly stand and she's filling me up and down. I wanted to joke and say, well, like, should we like have dinner? Yeah, I mean, like you felt me up. Like, I feel like we should probably like have dinner at this point. But then I was just like, I need to get to my gate. I'm not trying to play with these people because she already looks like she's not in a good mood and she's not going anywhere. So let me just shut up. But <laughs> so we'll go ahead, you know, focus on the cute underwear too, but just, just don't get, just don't wear the charms to the airport now, please. Um, till this day, I'm still like, she owes me dinner because she felt me up. Uh, <laughs> so I have words in here too. And, and I, I wrote here, there are several words that should be in every goddess. Says uh, lexicon, the words I listed below are meant to symbolize affirmative thoughts. So we already talked about love and lovely. Adore sometimes we just have to say different word, but it's the same thing. Like adore, it just means love to love. Awesome, respect, understand, sexy. That's a word I had to work up towards saying, you know, sexy, like, ooh, okay, I'm sexy. Romantic, powerful, thank you, thanks, yes, no, I am divine spirit, goddess, here, support, blessings. So, you know, it, it's, it's really about shifting the words you use and wearing, you know, having these accessories be the extension of you, because that's where it comes full circle. If you're wearing underwear that's cute or trendy, whatever you want to wear or no underwear at all, or like, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to do, right? That's your thing. You're going to feel a little more empowered. Like, yeah, you know what? I don't feel like wearing underwear today. I'm just going to go on out there, live my life. You're going to be like, I did it. Damn it. You know, there comes, there's something that comes with just doing something, you know, it's like, I did it. All right, cool. And then you get the confidence to do something else and to do something else and to do something else. And what happens, you end up stepping into your bad witch role. Okay. Where did I, I'm just flipping a page here. I thought the next page was going to talk about the clothes, but I'm talking, there has something about venting. Okay, I guess I just went too far. 
I'm going to flip the page back one more time. Usually I put tabs on here before I get on the show, but at the last minute, I thought to include the book. Oh, dressing. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know that's what I was going to say. One thing I love too that uh, I've been implementing over the years is dressing the way that complements my body type. I remember when I was younger, I would, oh, wow, the sun's coming up. I just turned my head around when I start. So I'm batching these this recordings. I literally started before the sun came up and I joked about it and the sun's coming up. That was just a side note. Wow. I'm going to turn my head back around. <laughs> so um, when I was younger, I used to wear shoes that were pointy toe wasn't wide enough to fit my feet, but I thought sacrifice comfort for fashion and things like that. And it just wasn't fitting my body type. I wasn't happy. Even now I try, I look for clothes that show off more of my waist because why not? It's a nice hourglass figure. So let's go, you know? So I like that. Uh, There are some women I see they wear dresses that show off their legs because they have really nice long legs. So also think about clothing that can help you express that bad witch feeling that also complements your body type or maybe even something about your body that you love the most. Like if you love, let's say your arms, maybe you'll get more clothes with your arms out. Or if you love your legs, maybe you wear skirts more or if you love your chest, maybe you wear, you know, different type of um, tops and things like that. That's all I'm saying is more ways to love yourself so you can own more of who you are is to accentuate the things that you love about yourself. So even if it's your eyes, I remember there was this eyeliner back in the day. Uh, well, there's probably different ones now that uh, it, it just had like if your eyes were blue, use this one because it would help like bring out the more of that hue. If it was brown, use this. If it was like honey color, this. If it was green or gray, you know, wear this because it would bring your eyes out more. You know, so think about that. What what is it about you, even physically, you know, that you want to bring out more? And just a final thought on that. I talk about that because it's easy to focus so much on a spiritual aspect that we forget to focus on our physical. All right. Dare to do and dare to be number eight. I wrote about this in a recent Instagram post. You know, when when you are being that bad, which you are constantly double daring yourself, triple dog daring yourself. <laughs> I triple dog dare you to live in your truth. Um, and just even a side note with living your truth, that also comes with being able to live your truth amongst people who you can be vulnerable with. I am not going to pretend that you can't, I'm not going to pretend that you can be yourself hundred percent around everyone. That's, that's not how the world is. You know, some people do have to protect certain aspects of them. And I respect that. Okay. That's, that's one of the reasons again, why people enjoy my company is because I understand that the way they interact around me maybe is not the way they can interact around other people. Okay. And, and that's, that's unfortunately, again, 
how society has it set up. So to triple dog dare yourself to live your truth is very powerful. Even if you can only live your truth amongst your closest friends, the fact that you have the space to do that amongst people who you care about, who truly care about you is priceless. So congratulations on doing that. It's not an easy feat, but you are an inspiration to someone. Trust me, you are. One of the things my papa told me is that you never know who's watching you. So, you know, you never know who you are an inspiration to. So keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, the last thing, well, second last thing, uh, the not shaming and judging other bad witches and you, you just roll together. Uh, I love connecting with other witches. Um, I don't care what they're selling, what they're doing. You know, I don't care. Meaning like, I don't care if we're selling the same thing. Like you do Ray K, I do Ray K, but you just have a different vibe than I do. I have this vibe. You got that vibe. It's all good. And maybe we'll collaborate. You know, I don't look at anyone as competition. If anything, I'm literally in competition with my future self in some ways. I, I just always feel like if I don't do what I'm supposed to do now, my future self will fade away. You know, I, I just imagine like my future self living her best life. But if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I just get lazy. She just starts to fade, if that makes sense. So I don't look at, at anyone as competition. I see some people as inspiration, other serve as like a, a lesson learned. Um, yeah. So, you know, j- just honoring other bad witches, just honoring who they are, how they are living their truth, uh, their creativity and so forth. That's amazing. I love seeing queens come together and support each other. It's just, it's, it's a great thing to behold. And last but not least, I recommended this book in the first episode, The uh, Wiser's Field Guide to Witches. And in the back of the book, it's a, uh, a checklist. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me, um, oh, this page is stuck here. It's a checklist to see what, a, what applies to, to determine if you are truly a witch. <laughs> so let's see, here we go. It states, here are some further clues to determine whether you are a witch. See if any of these personality traits match your own. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to tell you. Actually, I checked all but one. (laughs) And of course, if, if none of these apply, don't worry about it. This is also entertainment purposes. All right, here we go. Your thirst for knowledge and information, especially of spiritual or magical nature. You have a high tolerance for ambiguity. I can't talk because these braces. Ambiguity. The enunciation. It's painful. You're willing to believe that not everything is in the universe can be known or proven. You have an affinity for wild nature, a love for the world's wild, untamed places. You're not entirely tame yourself, whether or not anyone else appreciates this about you. That's that bad witch. (laughs) 
you have a fascination with old lore, mythology, folk tales, and fairy tales. You identify with the witch, wizard, or sorceress in myth, history, legend, books, or film. You feel a special love for or kinship for animals. <laughs> Have you seen me in a video with a dog? I'm literally crying. You are drawn to mythical arts such as mythical, mystical arts such as astrology, spell casting, or divination. You possess an independent streak. You don't like being told what you can't do, can't learn, can't know, can't read, or where you can't go. Yeah, I don't like rules, to be honest with you. For me, um, <laughs> rules are a bit much. I like rules such as Thy shall not kill. Like, yeah, you shouldn't kill your neighbor because you don't like him. Yes, he's a jerk, but that doesn't mean you kill him. That doesn't mean you go get real rage and kill someone. Yeah, I like that. That's a good ethical rule to have. But a lot of these other rules, I'm just like, why? Why? It's like... All these rules, we could be enjoying sunsets in Costa Rica. Like the most beautiful sunset I have ever experienced in my life has been in Costa Rica. We could be enjoying margaritas on the beach, beaches of Costa Rica, enjoying the sunset. Even the moonlight is gorgeous in Costa Rica, but people, people rather be doing otherwise. That's what I have for you for the screw being ladylike. I'd rather be a bad witch, a bad rich witch, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is just a recap of, you know, having that fine line because people will try to play with this lexicon. They, they really will. They will try to say, oh, that's not ladylike. And they'll try to mask it as, you know, whatever the case may be. And we just, again, we got we to gotta just understand the source of this information, who's telling us this, and if we actually care. And if it's something where, where you, you say to yourself, eh, it's not a big deal, whatever, then okay, that's fine. But remember little things become big things. So if you let something slide, make sure that it's something that you want to let slide. And if it's something that you didn't really have a choice in the matter, work through that process of feeling that emotions and then letting that go. Do not let that fester. Just say, you know what? I couldn't change anything at that time. It, it, it is what it is. I'm going to move on from it. Okay. As if, if that's possible. Okay. All right. I am sending you lots of love, many blessings. You know, I'm rooting for you. Be kind to yourself until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. 
and remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.